welcome back to another episode of Are You From That Show? Brought to you by Hattie and Jordan. We're incredibly lucky to be recording a series of interviews during this lockdown period where we're chatting to our guests over Skype from the safety of their own homes. So please do bear with us if we have any technical or sound glitches along the way. Thank you. Our guest today is the wonderful Claire Thomas. Claire began acting professionally at the age of eight and has worked in theatre, television and film. She's best known for her roles in Madeline, The Railway Children and Young Dracula. She's currently in lockdown with her husband and one-year-old daughter and teaching yoga to pass the time. Hello, Claire. Hi. Hey, Claire. Hi, guys. It's How... so weird to hear you guys say all that stuff about me. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Great, though. It is. It's, it's nice to kind of hear remind myself of yeah that that that's right <laughs> that that was me that was correct yeah oh, and is How you? Are you all we're very good thank you very very good lovely to speak to you okay. though you too I'm very excited thank you for asking me thank you for coming on you're very welcome I'm I'm looking forward to reliving us I think <laughs> yeah. I think I think not uh not what's strange Claire with you but what's a really good thing is that most of our guests have probably got maybe one big thing that they're known from yeah. and that you always go we also we always go to know what is that show that we know you from and they they, they obviously have been in other things but they have that one main show but you yeah. have like several things that people could know you from yeah yeah I mean I fell into it at quite a young age and was really lucky that got some really nice jobs over the years what do you think the show is that people know you most from what comes up the most um I would say probably Young Dracula. I think because when when you're a kid, especially, you change so much year to year. You know, your mum gives you stupid different haircuts. I had quite a few of those. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Yeah. Um, and so I think by the time I did Young Dracula, because I started that when I was 17, I was sort of similar to what I look now. Um, so even as the kind of the years moved and we, we did five series of it, um people would kind of see me out and the only thing that really changed was the color of my hair because they dyed it black for the show um so I think that was probably the main one but I mean I'm sure you still get it as well Hattie like Madeline comes up the railway children um but mainly Young Dracula I think is probably the big one that people know and know my face from so what was your first professional job so my first professional job was um, a show called The Herbal Bed, uh, which was directed by Michael Attenborough at the Duchess Theatre in town. Um, and it was a great cast. Kate Duchenne was playing the lead. Um, and I was brought in as one of, I think there were about maybe like four or five of us who rotated and played her daughter. Um, because obviously children, theatre and film and TV laws, they can't yeah. have the same kid doing like eight shows a week yeah. um so yeah so that was my first professional job when I was I must have been seven when I did that I think yeah I must wow. have been seven when I did that yeah and then I had to cut it short to go and do Madeline I, I remember this now cancel yeah. a contract <laughs> Oops. 
time. So do you remember at the time resenting going to do Madeline because that meant leaving the show? Not really, because I think by the time I went, we went to do Madeline, I think I'd been doing the show for a good few months. So I'd done it a few times, like I'd been on quite a lot. So I didn't feel like I was kind of missing out on it. And plus Madeline was a whole new experience. You know, you tell an eight-year-old kid he likes drama. Okay, you've done theatre. Now let's go do a big movie out in France with loads of other girls. Fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember. And obviously, because we had such a long and arduous process for auditions for Madeline, we kind of got to know each other a little bit, some of the girls who were eventually involved. But yeah, I don't remember being particularly, not sad. I think sad's the wrong word because it was it wasn't great to not be there for like the final performance and then everybody kind of gets to go on and do like the big bows at the end. Um, but I was so young that I was barely on for the like applause at the end anyway, because my mum took me home. At the end of the <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah, she was literally like, come on, you're falling asleep. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can go on. My um, yeah, yeah. literally. literally. Um, but no, so I, yeah, Madeline was, such an exciting project to be involved in even before we started doing it it felt big it's interesting you say that because I felt that even in the audition process did you it felt exciting going to even just going to those auditions yeah that I where think, were we in London I think I mean I don't I don't know my mum I'm sure this is where it was it must have been like Soho like so just off mm. Soho Square or that's where I like at one point, I thought it was maybe Bloomsbury. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, every time I go around like any square like that, where it's got those beautiful big white buildings around the edge, I'm like, oh my God, was this where we did it? And I have such, even like as an eight-year-old, such vivid memories of those rooms and the games and like yeah. the conversations we had. I mean, I think I was having just as much fun in the waiting <laughs> What do they make you do? What do they make you do for your auditions? Uh, it was just lots of games, really, wasn't it? For the most part. Yeah. And it was all kind of based rough, like loosely around the script that like we had to go in and all line up. And maybe Daisy, our director, was pretending to be Miss Clavel, the teacher. And yeah. we all had to go up to her and explain why the dog had run away. And we had to come up with an excuse or something. Um, and then it obviously like the later down the line when we got into doing like screen tests, um, then it was more actually doing the scenes and script based and they were pairing I think it was our two roles, wasn't it? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Roles. yeah. Yeah, they were trying to find the perfect, the perfect pairing, perfect. and that, they so. got it right, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to say anything, but Hattie uh, was great. <laughs> um, Claire, Claire, for you, um, yeah. like obviously, Madeline being your was that your second job, and then the theatre job was your mm-hmm. first job, but you were saying yeah. you're already quite an actory, liking drama type of child, were you? Yeah, I mean, I think I was like uh, maybe a little bit of an enigma as a young child in that my mum said that I was never really interested in dolls. Like, I've never enjoyed having teddies particularly. Like, I didn't want to sleep with them in bed with me because I thought I was going to roll over and kill them. (laughs) Um, But the one thing that I loved was that I had a dressing up box. And I think from the age of maybe three, that's all I wanted to do when I was playing. My mum and dad were a bit like, oh, God. And as Hattie can probably remember as well, when we started doing 
mad lion sleepovers in later years all I, we wanted to do was make little performances for our parents they probably absolutely hated it Hold <laughs> tight. Probably so many performances that weren't madeline as the mad- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hold on one second did you have madeline sleepovers after the film yeah oh my oh, god yes, did. yeah for years as well for years and years and years basically the way the cast was is that half of us were mainly british and then the other half was french american um yeah. so they were obviously based in in france or in in the u.s um, but yeah, the British girls, for the most part, we did sleepovers, gosh, I think until I was about 12, 13. So a good yeah. four or five years trekking around and dropping all the girls off. Yeah. That, was awesome. that is amazing. That's an exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I remember dancing around to like the Venga boys, I think it was. Yeah, oh, we did a lot no. of Spice Girls as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have like vivid memories of sitting. My parents have since moved house as well, but sitting on my mum and dad's bed because they decided that their bedroom was bigger so best for us all sleep in there and like talking until midnight and thinking we were really old yeah (laughs) I mean obviously Hattie and I have kept in touch and it's sadly one of the only girls that I speak to more now than than any of the rest but yeah we have really good times it was such a nice little group of of girls of a similar age so was it why do you think that obviously you guys obviously you were you were in this film together and it's a great experience and you're all very together and probably for a lot of you it was your first job probably and mm. obviously the biggest job and it was probably really strange yeah do you think that's what kind of connected you all together like you know you would obviously go to school and have normal friends but then you would have these friends that you had this connection with that you couldn't share with anyone else was that what do you think maybe bonded you all together I don't know I just wonder whether we just all got on really well like we had such um, I will say that yes because we had such an amazing time when we were filming I think that definitely helped yeah um I mean the production company really looked after us and we got to do a lot of really cool stuff so we shared a lot of really great experiences together and our team what was our teacher called Hattie was it Gillian was it Gillian or Mrs Gain Mrs Gain Mrs Gainer <laughs> I'm gonna have to check in with my mum um, <laughs> but yeah I just because we were so lucky and that obviously we had work from our school set but because we were all of slightly different ages so learning slightly different things most of the time she would take us out and we'd go to the Louvre for the day and those were our experiences that we kind of grew and learnt through exploring Paris exploring wherever we were um and obviously doing some fun stuff as well when we had our days off and our weekends off, like going swimming. I remember that swimming pool. And I think because of that, we just all got on really well. Like we're all out there away from friends, away from majority of our families. Um, and we were just, I, I just remember having like the best time. So you were, you were eight at this time? I was like, were you nine? After I wasn't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was even one school year above you. So yeah, I was nine. And you were, so I think you were... I was one of the youngest. I think it was me and maybe Morgan, one of the French girls, who were the young youngest two. And then everybody else went up to about 12, maybe? Yeah, there were a few older than me, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So when you then when you then finished filming and the film yeah. comes out, and I guess that's probably one of the first things that anyone around you at the time, like school-wise, would have recognised you from. Yeah. Was it a huge deal? Were they like, <laughs> Oh, were they just a bit, were they a bit sort of like, you know, is what it is, that's just Claire, or how was it? I have really mixed, if I'm completely honest, I have really mixed memories of being 
that kid that performed at school. I don't know if you felt this happy after Madeline as well, where there were some people who, I mean, especially when you're kids and all your emotions are all over the place and you can't really put them across in the way that as an adult, you know, you can. So there was half of it where people were super overexcited, really wanted to be your friend, but not necessarily because they were your friend before. Mm. Um, And then there were other people who just hated you for it. And nothing you could do um, would either change their mind or would alleviate the fact that they thought that you were a big idiot. Um, (laughs) Can I swear on this? (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I hate now. So it was a really mixed bag. But then, you know, I have one of my best, best friends in the world now. I've known since I was three. So we went through primary school together um, and all the way through high school. So there were obviously people who kind of stick around and, you know, you choose your friends as you get older and you're more selective about the people that you have around you. But even going into high school, like when I was doing, when it was more of an established thing, Mm. And I don't know how much of it also was affecting me a little bit. Like, if I'm completely honest, I think as a young kid, when you have all these things that are happening and you get to leave school early some days to go mm. to auditions, like I think there was probably an element of me being a bit of a knob as well. <laughs> um, not always, I'd like to think, um, but maybe a little bit showy-offy occasionally. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Why do, you, the people why, that. <laughs> why do you think that you were quite showy-offy? I don't know I don't know whether it was just because especially being in audition rooms and I found because I went to a stage school but only a um a weekend stage school or an evening one where you went to classes outside of regular school um but then you go to auditions where there are kids from Sylvia's and and all these other places where all they do is live eat breathe drama did you go to Sylvia's as well? Yeah, I did, Amazing. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you kind of feel like you have to kind of pull yourself up to, like, where they're at. Yeah. And I think a little part of that then pushes you to be, you know, look at me, like, stand out, like, be this, be there. And I don't know whether that then kind of trickled a little bit into just me being around people who actually didn't care at all if I was yeah. acting yeah. and were sick of me hearing about it. No, um, it, it, it's it's odd, that because I remember, I remember being at school and you would find that quite a few kids would come from, would join Sylvia Young and maybe like year eight or year nine mm-hmm. and have come from other normal secondary schools. And you found that there they often had really bad experiences because yeah. they were, you know, mm. they were more like expressive and they were into dance. It was a big part of their lives. Yeah. But no one else necessarily liked it or got it or thought they were weird. So yeah. they didn't have a very good time there. Um, no. I mean, I had a great time at school, I have to say. Like, I loved going to both my primary and my high school um and I can't say I had a bad experience at school how I did feel like I didn't want to talk about acting at all if anybody asked me about it it made me feel really uncomfortable um and actually I think that's kind of fed into me as a person now I I have this kind of niggling self-doubt always that that I think actually comes from being in an environment in in school in regular school where I didn't really know where to put myself with what I was doing at the time if that make and with success I guess. Do you think you ever thought about going to a stage school? Because we were going to so many auditions and seeing a lot of the Sylvia's kids especially and Lane's I think occasionally 
Um, I think there was a conversation once where maybe we should look into sending her there. And I think I was the one that went, I don't know if I want to, because mm -hmm. I also was so scared of going into that environment where everybody seemed like really professional and ready to go that I might then not fit in <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, I don't... And because I was doing Jackie Palmer, which was the stage school that I went to, it kind of felt like I had the, a little bit of the best of both worlds that I was just doing my education thing there. And then I was going to auditions outside of it and I was doing my dance and my acting and uh, singing on the weekends. So do you think, so your teenage years were kind of spent, from what I gather, going to auditions, doing jobs and then coming back to school? Yeah. You'd kind of go yeah. off, do something, but always come back. Yeah. Was that difficult going back into school when you'd been away for periods of time? Sometimes. I mean, again, I think from a social aspect, yeah. Um, because I had to start year seven late because I was filming. Um, so obviously it's that big jump up from primary school to high school. Yeah. And to come in a month late when everybody's had a little bit of time to settle in yeah. to figure out where on earth they're going. Um, and in my mind, I also had like a very Americanized high school idea <laughs> that it was just going to be, you know, campus yeah. and I was going to get lost. So I would go and sit an AS level exam at like 9am in the morning in Buckinghamshire where my school was. And then my mum would pick me up after the exam at 12, we'd get in the car, we'd have to drive to Cardiff and then I would do a night shoot overnight and then <laughs> drive back. Oh my God. Day. Yeah. But it just like, for me, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's just part and parcel of the job that I'm doing. How was the transition going from being a kind of teenage actor into being an actor in your 20s? Did that feel quite different? Yeah, mainly because I was on set by myself for the first time. So I was like, well, this is fantastic. Like, my Where's my chaperone? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, it was one of the first times I travelled on a plane by myself. I had to go somewhere and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I don't know if I can get through passport control on my own. Um, but in terms, I mean, for me, the acting didn't change. Like the whole you turn up and you do your job had kind of been drilled into me, mainly by my mum, but also some other people that I'd worked with over the years that, you know, you learn your lines like that is why you're here. You know, you turn up ready to go. It's odd, though, isn't it? Because I think that being on set from a young age and obviously, mm -hmm. as you guys said with Madeline, they obviously the production company treated you very well, but you still, whether you realize it or not from that age you a sense of work ethic and professionalism has been instilled in you from the age of eight nine years old and you're being forced to yeah. not make decisions but you're being forced to probably decide things that most kids don't decide till they're sort of 18 19 years old when it's time to do something you do it if you need to be somewhere at 7 a.m you're there at 7 a.m because if you're not as a child actor, you know, they're not going to wait for you or that it's no, there's no way of not being there on time. Oh my God. I mean, I can literally, like, I am probably a poster book of what not to do oh. as an actor in general. Like, <laughs> but especially because I made the mistakes when I was younger when I didn't really know it. But like, I remember turning up for a very, very, very huge film franchise, like the <laughs> biggest in British history. I remember turning up for an audition for one of the lead characters in that and I didn't know my lines. And the casting director absolutely bollocked me, like made me no. feel about that big. And so she should have, because I was wasting her time. And she was like, go downstairs, learn the lines, 
come back in 10 minutes and hopefully we can get something on film. And I knew right then and there, I was like, I have completely messed this up. This is not going my way. What was I thinking? And I don't know why I didn't learn the lines. I was like, that, like, it wasn't like I had the script the day before. I just didn't know my lines. I hadn't done the work. And from that day on, I always knew my lines. Um, and also little things like, I, this sounds so stupid, but like I had to have a really awkward, cringy conversation once with a makeup um, head of makeup on a job that I was doing where she was like, do you wash your hair every morning? And this is when I was about 12. So hormones are raging and everything's going funny. And I was like, um, no, sometimes I don't because like I want the lion. She was like, you need to wash your hair every day. It's creepy on camera. And I was like, oh, God. I've had treatments, but like they've given me advice on like what skin products to be using because I mean, again, I was working at 14. Yeah. Braces, I've had to have braces on and off and on and wow. off and on and off because I needed them off for the job and then put yeah. back on. I once had an awful, awful interview, which again makes my skin crawl and makes me feel like I want the ground to eat me up. <laughs> where I went into one of London's biggest casting directors in a huge film ended up giving one of like Britain's most wonderful female actresses like her big break <laughs> um yeah she I went in to see her and for whatever reason I'd also been in for an audition the previous day which had a really similar title the film later got changed in terms of its name but they were really similar in title so I just hadn't really bothered reading it and thought that my had the wrong meeting twice or something along those lines. So I hadn't, again, I hadn't really looked at the script. I didn't know what we were talking about. Just in terms of preparation, like things that you should and shouldn't do, I think I learned the hard way. <laughs> so hopefully if anybody's listening to this now and is thinking, oh, I'd like to get into it, give me a call, give me a message, <laughs> I can tell you all the things you need to do before an audition and things not to do. Again, you're, you're 16, 17 years old. And these are huge things that are happening mm. and they're potentially life changing. But yeah. you're doing that at 16, 17 years old, whereas most 16, 17 year olds are like getting really smashed or, you know, whatever, just figuring out what time to get up in the afternoon. But you've got those yeah. huge things that are weighing on you that I don't know if at the time they felt huge. Overlooking back on them, they feel huge now or. I mean, they they definitely do because I can. They're they're very vividly stuck in my mind of feeling like I needed the ground to swallow me up and start the day again. Do you think you would recommend um, kids or teenagers getting into acting now? What would be, your advice be to them? I feel like if I should do a poll about it and see what the percentages of people saying do or don't. Mm. What would you say, Hattie? I would hunt. To be honest, I'd probably go somewhere in the middle and just say. If you want to act and you get the opportunity to have an amazing um, experience as a child, you should yeah. take it because yeah, you you know true. you might never get that chance again. And yeah. um, if you enjoy it, I think you should just grab it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think I would. I think. The idea of struggling for years as a child trying to become an actor makes me feel really sad for, for those people. Yeah. And that's the thing, because I remember a lot when I was a kid. And I mean, you know, I was lucky in that I got to do a lot of stuff that, you know, was amazing. But I do feel for the other kids that didn't get to, you know, do that. And I remember that feeling of not getting a job that I really, 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 really wanted. I don't think that never that ever really goes away because it's it, I've always kind of said it's like that weird thing where 
I can go for a job interview and feel like totally confident in being able to kind of talk my way into something or like selling myself like knowing the right sort of things to say but you go to an audition and it could literally be something as simple as I don't think her hair color is going to match the person that we're trying to pair her up with and that could be it but there's no feedback necessarily a lot so it just makes you feel like you are the worst actor (laughs) in the entire world um and you kind of then beat yourself up about it a lot and I think especially as maybe more so as a teenager than a little kid where you just go oh well back to school tomorrow Um, yeah when you're so self-aware anyway I wonder if it kind of can have a bit of a damaging effect are you still friends with lots of um other actors that you worked on jobs with uh a couple of them yeah so I still I'm quite good friends um with a lot of the young Dracula lot actually more than good friends like I see the the young Dracula lot quite a lot um Garen he played my brother um is like a little brother to me like I love him he's gorgeous and he's um, still acting, doing really well. But yeah, there are other people from your Dracula, Sydney, who played Erin, Eleanor, who was in the show as well, Mark as well, who's in Last Kingdom now. Like we all kind of see each other. We try and see each other maybe like once a year, sometimes at Christmas. What's it like you all meeting up together? Like, is it, um, <laughs> you talk a lot about what times when you used to be filming or what's kind of like the dynamic between you all? I, what I would say is anybody kind of seeing us out in a restaurant or a bar together would be like, they are an odd bunch of people to be <laughs> friends. So we're all like from really different backgrounds, different places in the country, um, different mm. ages. So you look at us out together and be like, I don't understand how these people know each other. Yeah. Um, Jordan, it sounds a bit like my parents, like your kind of aliens experience. I think it- Do you guys see the same? We do. Ours, I think, is a slightly different, though, I think, because I think you guys were slightly older. So obviously you yeah. started Young Dracula when you were, you said, 17. Yeah. Whereas I finished my parents' trainers when I was 17. So we right. all grew up together from, you know, when we were sort of like 10, 11 years old mm. till um, late teens. So it and then we had we probably had a period of about four, maybe maybe five years. We didn't see each other at all. Really? Um, yeah. It Why was, do you think that was then? I've, I've got no idea. I mean, like, we all, I mean, Patrick and I went off to drama school. People sort of went and lived different in different areas. And it was almost like, I've got no idea why we didn't see each other for five years, but that's how long it was. Yeah. And so when we all meet up now, we meet up probably once or twice a year. Again, same thing. It's very boozy. It's very, it's, it's so much fun. But no, we're, we're not... <laughs> We're not so much like I would say we reminisce more because I yeah. think for us it feels more like we call it therapy because that's oh. what it feels like. But really drunken fun therapy. Yeah. Uh, but we're not as much in each other's personal lives. Not all of us anyway. Well, some of us are, sure. but yeah. not in that same sort of way. Oh, it's still nice though. Like it, you know, I I love the fact that Hafty and I still talk. You know, not not all the time but like whenever we meet up we have a lovely evening or yeah. lunch or whatever we're doing yeah um and it kind of feels nice to have like you say kind of have that connection of you know god like look at what we did when we were that young together and mm. how much fun we had yeah you know it's amazing i think i think 
I guess why ours is slight against slightly different. Probably if you guys had done Medline for seven years, mm. you'd you'd it'd be this sort of similar. But yeah, we we were all together up north for six months of the year in all of our childhood, you know, teenage years where we were going through really strange changes. Yeah. So we there's a bond there. It's it's like family. We say. Did you guys uh, have like I don't know if we're allowed to kind of share this, but. Did you guys have any like romances on set between you as you grew up? Oh, uh, I feel like I'm asking you the questions. I'm sorry, Jordan, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, 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 there, there was maybe, there's maybe one or two. Um, <laughs> we'll save that. That's 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 another podcast to be asking that's those questions. <laughs> another podcast. I, I have a question for both of you actually on yeah. the relationships line, because being a guy and being in tv shows and growing up and being recognizable yeah. you know it's often good with girls it's nice <laughs> um you but then you would often think to yourself oh it, does this girl like me just because i'm on tv or does she like me because of me that kind of thing when you're like 16 17 yeah. is that the same for you to being girls and going through being teenagers and wondering if a boy likes you because of you or because you're on tv did that ever come up for you guys no, I don't think it did. For me, anyway, I, I think it was just I was going through exactly the same as I'm imagining all the other guys. Were, <laughs> where I was like, "Oh my god, does he does he like my hair? Like, you know, say something <laughs> stupid." I don't I don't remember it ever kind of. And actually, funnily enough, now that you've mentioned it and having to think about it, I think boys were just so much more like chill about me being an actor in general they were just like yeah cool that's what you do great cool like let's hang out let's not hang out whatever yeah whereas the girls were the ones who were more like well I don't like you because of it or I really like you like I'd really like to be involved in your life or whatever so I don't think it ever really affected my dating in terms of feeling that people were maybe impressed by me and were they with me for me or I, I don't ever remember that kind of crossing my mind to be honest Patty, for you. How about you? I don't think it did affect anything, actually. No. Just me, then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe think... it's the girls on the other side. I don't know. You will definitely want to talk about it, but I don't think it necessarily made anyone like me, fancy me because of it. Maybe it was the girl things. I definitely remember, like, girls, you could sort of sense that a girl really only liked you because you were on tv um mm. and maybe that just was something that obviously maybe only girls did oh. you know it's fine i but was fine <laughs> i was you like, <laughs> so claire for you did mm. you when did you decide that acting was for you yeah i think i had to have that kind of thought with myself around probably around like gcse a level time um just because everybody is obviously choosing options then and they're deciding whether to like all of my friends went to university and I didn't and it sounds really silly but a part of me feels like sad that I didn't get to go and do that quite normal thing of going just to a regular university and doing you know English or you know psychology or whatever um and I think I kind of had to make that that choice of going, do I go away now and study something different and come back to it maybe? Or yeah. do I full force, like throw myself into this? And especially kind of the older I got, um, I mean, 
obviously around that time the Dracula was still going on so I was working which was great um but you are suddenly coming into a world where there are a lot of other young actors especially young graduates that are coming into the pool as well and suddenly the people you know you're not just that one eight-year-old kid who can go up against four or five other eight-year-old kids you're up against hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and I think I definitely started feeling that of going I'm not getting roles as much and I don't know how I feel about it and it makes me feel I don't really know what to do um and you know I'll be honest there there are things that I go in hindsight was that the best choice and I'm not a person to regret anything because I think everything uh, without sounding really like me but everything does happen for a reason it takes you to the place that you're supposed to be but had I not chosen to like I ended up going to drama school in New York when I was 19 and not because anybody said that I needed to go but because I was like I adamantly like want to get like some training under my belt, I want to do something when I was working. And because I took that two-year pause, I'm like, what would have happened if I didn't take that two-year pause? Yeah. Would things be different now? I don't know. But it's, um, it's, a, but yeah. it's an odd thing, though, isn't it? Because I remember, I remember a lot of people that I've spoken to, a lot of other child actors who probably started when they were about eight, nine years old. Mm. Again, they sort of got to sort of 19, 20 years old and realised, I've been doing this for now probably 10, 11 years. Yeah. I've never necessarily sat down and gone this is what I want to do. It's just that you were kept on getting roles, kept on getting jobs. Yeah. You didn't realise maybe they didn't work for six, seven months because you were at school. And mm. then you you left, you were 16, 17, you still got roles. Yeah. But then you were 19, 20 years old and you're like, oh, hold on a second, actually, is this me? Is this what I want yeah. to do now with my life? And Jordan, you kind of did the same thing as Claire because you were working and then you decided yeah. to go to drama school. Yeah. It, I you think could have I, carried on, really. Yeah. yeah, I could have. I think I think I had the same sort of feeling as Claire. Maybe not the same feeling, but whereas when I finished my parents are aliens, I was not really cocky, but I was I've been working solidly for like, you know, probably like eight or nine years. And I was just like, well, there's me. And if roles come up, I'll, I will get them because that's what happened for the past 10 years. If there was an audition for a black guy that was young and wanted to look quite cute that was me got it but <laughs> then suddenly there were other people coming into it and I didn't approach auditions in the best way and mm. because I was not approaching them in the best way there were other people who hadn't had that same success they were hungry and they would approach mm. auditions much better than I did they would learn the lines they would get to another project whereas I would just sometimes just turn up and not really know what was going on um so I think I that's why I decided to go to drama school to change yeah. my attitude basically yeah yeah um, it's it's a tricky one isn't it because there's there's so many things where I can kind of look back and go like oh if I'd have just you know if I'd have done that or if I'd have done this mm-hmm. or maybe if I'd have made that choice um but it's such a tricky fickle it's a fickle fickle industry and that that is one thing that I will say for anybody who is is looking to get into it the one thing that I wish somebody had said to me back when I was younger because it's not taking away from acting at all it's not but finding something that you adore maybe not love as much as acting but nearly that you can do when you're in your downtime will literally save your life and I think there is an element of desperation that can creep in um, that can actually I think unfortunately destroy a lot of very talented people 
and not let them really just just go with the flow of it all <laughs> um yeah, yeah no i agree i think i think that's also funny enough i think that's one of the reasons why we perhaps started this podcast wasn't it hattie because we felt that we had similar traits as people mm. personality wise that yeah. we that our partners actually probably <laughs> have been banging on us about for years <laughs> and we were like we wonder if that's something that is if that's about because of our experiences as child as children and, and do you think it is now that you've kind of spoken to a few people there are a lot of similarities i think in our interviews jordan so far yeah for 100 percent, definitely interesting definitely is and I think also I mean the one the one interesting thing about it is that and people that we've reached out to so far is that no one's really spoken about it before really Mm. what they went through whether they were eight nine ten or whatever but no one's really spoken about it very much um and that's why they find this whole experience quite interesting yeah I mean it's been it's so lovely to kind of sit and, and reminisce in a way but also to kind of I mean I I love kind of psychoanalyzing myself at the best of time <laughs> anyway. but you know kind of going back through it and, and seeing how it has shaped me into who I am now and the experiences that I got to have um through acting it's just it's something that is really hard to explain to people who've not yeah. been through it and especially because I have a lot of friends who are still actors who um you know it's just like it's a conversation that they don't understand um necessarily not always but necessarily they don't um understand where I'm coming from with it um but also like I was saying earlier it kind of parts back to that I don't really talk about the acting yeah we just don't talk about it it's something that I do yeah I don't want to talk about it when I'm with anybody else who isn't an actor isn't that weird I don't understand why that's a thing it's super super strange i mean even to the sense where again i think again it's it's my it's my girlfriend who makes me realize that i'm like that way when we're out and someone wants to talk about it and i don't want to talk about it yeah for her it's a really like impressive and thing to be proud of like yeah all these years doing something as when you were younger and people are a little bit almost embarrassed about it yeah i think i do yeah, I think I do too. And isn't that weird? Because I don't know if I would ever look at any other job and go, I feel embarrassed about the fact that I used to work. You know, I'm not embarrassed about the fact that I used to work in my mum and dad's local squash club when I was younger. <laughs> like, why is that? Why is it any? I don't understand why it's different, but hey, I don't know. I think it's partly because you, I think maybe because you spend people, people, I think when you're younger, you spend so much of your time trying to fit in and it was such a huge mm. thing that made us stand out like a little sore thumb yeah yeah and I mean it was slightly better for me because I was at a school where everyone was doing things and you know there were people who were, who were more successful than I was sure. but but still looking back on it it's something that just made you stand out and it and when people find out about it it feels like it was a, a secret that you <laughs> didn't want anyone to know yeah uh, and now they so do true Oh my god, guys! Yeah. We talk about this all night. Yeah. I mean, literally, I get like, how long have you guys got? Yeah. Whenever you need to, but no, it's been, it's been amazing to talk about. It actually feels quite cathartic in a way. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Claire. 
No, thank you for asking me. It's been lovely, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much to Claire for coming on the podcast. And thank you so much for listening to the Are You From That Show podcast. A huge thank you to George for providing the music. You can find him at soundcloud.com forward slash George. That's J-A-U-G-E. Tune in next time. Thanks, guys.